Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. All right, welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to Crooked Minis. This is Mala. And this is Diosa. And as you know, in this Crooked Mini series, we are talking about self-care, the power of self-care, the politics of self-care. And on this episode, we want to explore partying and coming together as community as a form of self-care and as community care. So as Locatora Radio in our own work, we heavily believe in the party as praxis and we throw our own parties for some pretty specific reasons. Yes, and today we are going to be interviewing two folks from the Cumbiaton Collective, which is a nationwide party collective, or pachanga as they call it, that centers undocu queer folks. And we're really excited to be chatting with them. We firmly, enthusiastically believe that the party is politic and also there's praxis involved in partying as well, especially as folks from marginalized identities or communities. Being able to center joy and healing is something that needs to be prioritized in addition to the organizing and the movement and the struggle. We definitely want to emphasize that the struggle is not the only way to be. Right. There's definitely room for joy and laughter and dancing. And I think historically, there's a lot to say about the role that getting together, partying, dancing, making music, listening to music, even drinking has had a really important place and role in the lives of people of color and of queer people in the United States. There is something very subversive about getting together and enjoying each other's company and dancing and feeling free in spite of institutional oppression, in spite of the political moment, in spite of persecution. And that's sort of what we want to talk to the Cumbiaton Collective about. DJ Sizzle and Paolo Riveros have their own backgrounds in community organizing on behalf of the rights of undocumented people. But they also throw this incredible party, the Cumbiaton Party, and we have been going to Cumbiaton parties here in L.A. since the beginning. So for us in our own lives and experiences, I know for me, the Cumbiaton Collective has been really important for my self-care. I loved going to Cumbiaton parties. I love dancing. I love seeing the community, seeing friends, all the vendors that are there. And I think that they've created a really beautiful and important space in L.A. nightlife for folks to come together and not be afraid of a lot of the dangers that nightlife tends to present to people or that we're told you're going to find after midnight. One of the things we wanted to call upon is that creating alternative spaces from the mainstream is not anything new. And while there's newer collectives and party groups such as Cumbiaton or others in L.A., there's definitely an origin story there. Uh, There has been several, many moments in history where alternative spaces have had to be created, whether that be during the civil rights movement, whether that be during the queer liberation movement, the women's liberation movement, all these different moments in U.S. history. um, The alternative spaces or the underground spaces have been necessary to thrive for marginalized communities. Yeah, I think that we can look at a political social phenomenon like segregation and redlining 
and how we tend to focus in on the ways that segregation um, took place in areas like public education, redlining and segregation, and in terms of housing in our neighborhoods, jobs, these sorts of more accessible and standard, I think, areas of life, you know, housing, education, work. But how did that segregation and that institutional oppression also impact, divide, and create the foundation for nightlife? And we can look at across communities, historically, you're going to see Black folks, Black communities throughout the country creating their own parties, their own clubs, their own bars, their own locations where they can come together and create music and dance and be in community. I think that, like you're saying, um, queer liberation and how a lot of meeting spaces and community spaces, historically also then for queer folks, are going to be spaces made out of necessity, right? Because of rejection from and exclusion from straight social circles, heteronormative social circles. And then we can take it now even several steps further and look at it intersectionally and say, okay, now in 2019, um, who needs those safe, special spaces for community building and for partying. So we want to talk to the Cumiaton Collective about what it means to create safe spaces for community care, pretty specifically for undocumented queer people of color. So we have been attending Cumbiaton since 2017, so for two years. And it's really exciting to be able to chat with them today because they just hit a really important milestone. Yeah, so when they first started and when we first started going to Cumbiaton, the first Cumbiaton parties were at the billiards and pool hall on First Street in Boyle Heights, which is a very small venue. And if you know Boyle Heights, it's like beer and wine only. And um, even then, you could tell that Gumiaton was special and that it had a lot of meaning for the community. And their two-year anniversary, they just celebrated two years of Gumiaton, and they went from the pool hall to the Globe Theater. Sold-out show, sold-out party. Um, So I think that right there tells us that there's a community need for what they're doing and the community's responding. So let's get into it. Let's bring Cumiaton on and let's chat with them. All right, so we are joined today by Sizzle Fantastic and Paolo Riveros of the Cumbiaton Collective. Welcome. Welcome, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. We're so excited to have you um, on our Crooked miniseries to talk about self-care and the politics of self-care. So we know DJ Sizzle and Paolo through the Cumbiaton Collective here in L.A., uh, these two are just powerhouses of the L.A. cumbiaton party artistic scene. Um, their work is incredible, and we want to thank you so much for sitting down with us today. Of course. Thank you so much for having us here. Even though it was quite on drive to get out here <laughs> in that L.A. 101 traffic. Same. Totally worth it. <laughs> yeah, thank you for having us. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, and as Mala mentioned, y'all are, you know— the artistic powerhouses behind the Cumbiaton Collective. But before that, y'all were doing quite amazing work in the, as organizers, correct? So yeah. I want y'all to introduce yourselves, who you, who you are. Tell us a little bit about yourselves. 
My name is Paolo Riveros. I'm a photographer and cinematographer and also the resident photographer for Cumbiaton LA. Uh, I've been with them for about a year or so. Uh, we just celebrated our two-year anniversary. And, uh, yeah, um, I don't know where. No, <laughs> that's, that's good. That's great. That's, that's perfect. Start. Thank yeah. you, Paolo. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. Exactly. Wow. <laughs> yes. Um, hi, everyone. My name is Cecil Petch, otherwise known as DJ Sizzle. I am the resident DJ and co-founder of Cumiaton, um, a nationwide um, event production company slash bachanga um, that focuses on centering and highlighting our diverse um, Latinx communities. Um, and yes, I do also come from an organizing background where I, um, that's how Paolo and I actually, you know, met um, as well um, as our other um, teammates, which are composed of DJ Funky Caramelo, our other resident DJ, Norms La Oaxaqueña, Cumieton co-founder, um, and Julio Salgado, who is our resident house illustrator. And we always joke because we're like, we're all resident photographers, resident DJs, but we ain't residents of this country, goddammit. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only residency we have. Um, so a lot of our work has been brought together through our struggle of being undocumented immigrants, um, you know, not only advocating for um, immigrant rights, um, but also labor rights and just the rights of our communities, you know, oppressed um, oppressed hood communities all throughout um, Los Angeles, California, and beyond. And uh, we love the work that you do. We love Cumbiaton. The event is incredible. And just like the power of community that you all are able to facilitate is really amazing to see. And, um, you know, this miniseries is about the politics of self-care. And we kind of think about partying and community building in that way as a type of community care. The party is praxis. And I would love to hear from you two about how you went from community organizing and that kind of more direct, more obvious type of political activism to party production and DJing and photography? Um, for me, uh, music has always been there for me through good times, through bad times, to, through trying times, through angry times, through frustrating times, right? Um, music has been there as you know, this um, just blanket of, of safety for me, um, but also as a way to release, right? Since I was very little, um, all the way up, you know, to now. I'm in my 30s now, and um, it's been a way for me to release and being able to find the, these types of release, especially within the political climate that we're living in, this society, right, that um, tries to almost, you know, little by little, just chip away at our being, right? Um, for me, it was really important to find an outlet where I could let my creativity flow and really re-energize myself um, and finding um, that I wasn't the only one that felt this way, right? Um, music is therapeutic, music is healing, and I found that true to be for me, but also for my community. Um, and this is how Cumiaton was actually born out of the need for, you know, undocumented queer um 
community members to come together and release and heal and rejoice on that dance floor, right? Um, Dancing is therapeutic. Music is therapeutic. So we decided to come together and create a space where um, people, um, particularly um, queer undocumented immigrants, could be received as their most authentic selves. And, um, you know, through doing so, um, we started pulling in different creatives, right? Different artists to be able to showcase their work and to really uplift our narratives through said work. And one of those artists is Paolo. And we'll be back after this short break. Crooked Minis is brought to you by Sleep Number. Sleep plays a crucial role in one's overall health, wellness, and performance. Great sleep is at the center of a healthy mind, body, and soul. Better sleep means better performance in all areas of life. According to Sleep Number Research, the optimum sleep environment is 65 degrees with 65% humidity. At 65 degrees, our bodies remain thermally neutral, meaning they don't have to do anything to create or shed heat. Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed senses your movements and automatically adjusts to keep you comfortably sleeping throughout the night. With Sleep IQ technology inside the bed, it tracks how you're sleeping so you can know every morning how well you've slept and gain insights for your best sleep. Experience the smart... Experience the smart, effortless comfort of the Sleep Number 360 smart bed. Find your competitive edge with proven quality sleep and now save up to $400 and select Sleep Number 360 smart beds. Sleep Number is the official sleep and wellness partner of the NFL. You'll only find Sleep Number at one of their 600 Sleep Number stores nationwide. Find one near you at sleepnumber.com slash crookedminis, sleepnumber.com slash crookedminis. Crooked Minis is brought to you by Simply Safe. A recent Gallup survey shows Americans worry more about burglary than almost any other crime, more than mugging, more than terrorism, more than car theft and murder. There are over 2 million burglaries reported every year. That's one every 13 seconds. And what's crazy is only one in five homes has home security, maybe mm-hmm. because most companies really don't make it easy. It can be confusing and expensive and hassle, but not Simply Safe. I like Simply Safe. The Simply Safe is very easy to use, very easy to set up. I use it on my phone. If I forget to turn it on, I can turn it on on my phone. If, if I need to sort of disconnect it remotely, I can do that. It's very useful. It protects your whole home, every window, room, and door with 24-7 monitoring for just a fraction of the cost. Their police dispatch is up to 3.5 times faster because they use video verification. There's no contract, hidden fees, or fine print. It's designed to blend right into your home. No wires, no drilling. It's easy to order and easy to set up, usually in under an hour. Simply Safe has won a ton of awards from CNET to the New York Times wire cutter. Prices are always fair and honest, round-the-clock monitoring is just $15 a month. Visit simplysafe.com slash crooked minis. You'll get free shipping and a 60-day risk-free trial. You've got nothing to lose. Go to go now and be sure to go to simplysafe.com slash crooked minis so they know our show sent you. That's simplysafe.com slash crooked minis. Simplysafe.com slash crooked minis. Life is a highway and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. You, you bring up really interesting points about what self-care literally looks like for you and for marginalized communities versus if you are a moneyed, high-access, like, white citizen person like (laughs) self-care in that context is going to mean something and then self-care in this context is going to mean something completely different so i'm wondering if you maybe could like expand a little bit more on that on what does self-care mean for the community what are the needs that need to be taken care of i was thinking of you know um the community that it's at 
at least for me, like in, in my view, that it's being oppressed so much is the trans community. Mm. And especially black women, black trans women, that, um, you know, most of the times when they go into a place, um, in most of the places actually, they're um, the ones that are most vulnerable, right? So, for example, in Cumbiaton, we make sure that we have, you know, if we can, if, if we can, like we have like all gender bathrooms, for example, mm-hmm. or like make sure that the person at the door understands that there might be someone that is going to bring an ID that might not look necessarily how they're looking at that moment. Right. Um, so that's like a self-care, you know checklist i guess uh item that that we put into that that's a a really good example Mm -hmm. yeah you know what cumbiaton was actually birthed out of the need for self-care of our undocumented queer communities um you know um when the 45th was elected in in november 2016 i believe 2017 i know um it's it's a blur it's It's, all a blur it's a a very long unnecessary blur yeah (laughs) it's been too long it's been 84 years no Mm -hmm. um but it feels like an eternity um you know, a bunch of us came together at a bar and we're watching the elections kind of, you know, in this weird delusional state of like, holy crap, what is what is happening? Is this reality? Is this real life right now? Um, and, you know, a lot of us that came together were um, in the undocumented or like immigrant youth movement. Right. So when you got to understand about, you know, any movement when, you know, crap hits the fan, you know, the only people that are going to be there for you like that is probably going to be your family and your chosen family. Right. Um, and for us, we um we just have a way of holding space for one another anytime any of this happens, right? Um, when DACA was rescinded, right? Like all of us got together and, you know, people are freaking out. You know, people are going to lose their jobs. People were uncertain of how they're going to be able to provide, you know, whether it was for their children, for their parents, for themselves, right? Um, but for us, and even within our own collective, sometimes we're like, holy shit, like this is going to happen again. What are we going to do? And we just kind of hold space for each other and affirm each other. Hey, you know what? We've been doing this and we've been fighting for it for fucking years. Our parents have been fighting for it for fucking years. There's been, you know, people before us that have been fighting. Um, Doesn't make it okay, right? Um, But we will continue to fight and we will continue to find ways to make it work. Um, And I think for us, creating that safety net within Cumiaton of just saying like, damn, dude, like shit's fucked up. But you know what? I see you. And we're out here, right? They want us to, you know, disintegrate. They want to see us fail. They want to see us, like, drop our heads low. But you know what? No, we're out here, and we're living, and we're thriving, and we're going to continue to thrive. And we're going to have each other's back no matter what. And I think that really happens within this particular space um, that a lot of people don't necessarily um, see the intersections between a partying and politics, you know, but it is there, right? Partying um, as a way of rejoicing in your own existence, partying as a way to heal, partying as a way to connect, to network. There have been, you know, people that come out of there forming friendships, forming relationships, yeah. right? Um, <laughs> it's crazy, yes. right? But mm-hmm. it, like we are providing the, these spaces where people can come out and just connect with one another. But at the same time, we are politicizing folks that come to our parties, right? 
we are sharing, um, whether it's through social media or whether it's jumping on the mic, right? Centering um, queer people of color, black folks, trans folks, right? And telling people, you know, trying kind of to shift that um, toxic nightlife environment that, you know, we're so used to all the time where like, Okay, let's let's get it together, y'all. No one owes you a dance, right? Like, do not touch people without their consent, mm-hmm. right? We're trying to um, really uplift those narratives and, like, switch that narrative of, like, the nightlife, you know, that has become so toxic to a lot of folks and triggering. Yeah, the, the nightlife equals uh, unsafe, right? Yes. Nightlife is unsafe. There's something could happen. Something could go wrong. So fostering that safe space mm-hmm. at the Cumbiaton. Mm-hmm. Um, so... You know, I want to talk about thriving. Mm -hmm. You brought up thriving, and y'all just celebrated your two-year anniversary. You just had your first cumbiaton in New York. How are y'all feeling? Y'all are nationwide. So how are y'all feeling? Coast to coast. Coast Coast to coast. coast. You just had a party in New York. Yes. um, Cumbiaton in NYC. So, yeah, like, talk about that. Yeah, it was it was beautiful. It was a dream. Um, it was actually our second um, Cumiato New York. Our first one was um, last October, actually. We did a Halloween one where we packed a little spot out in Brooklyn. Um, and, oh, damn, you know what? New York nightlife is on another level, yeah, y'all. Like, it true. ends, you know, like at 4, 5 yeah. in the morning. And you know, way, the, the way my body is set up <laughs> out here in West Coast well. time, the way my age is set up, I'm ready to go by two. You know what I mean? Like, I'm in bed by 145. two. 145. 145. 145. Like, everybody get out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it was beautiful. It was great. It was really great to be able to see so many queer people in a place that it is so in-your-face heteronormative. I don't know what else to... Yeah, yeah. How else to explain it, but it's a place where, um, yeah, I mean, just our presence there, you know, was felt, Mm -hmm. and I think there was a little resistance coming Mm. from them. So, um, Audre Lorde, we know her, we love her. Uh, Audre Lorde, this quote on self-care is sort of how we're helping to ground the conversations we're having around self-care for marginalized communities. Caring for myself is not self-indulgence. It is self-preservation. And that is an act of political warfare. And we just love to put that quote out on the table for both of you and just hear your thoughts or your responses. It's so real because today actually was my first day off, right? Um in probably like the last month or so of just going back to back to back. September was madness. We had back to back events from San Francisco to um, Los Angeles, San Diego um, and New York, then had to come back. And I did, you know, I landed on Tuesday and I had a gig on Wednesday morning, afternoonish. Then Thursday, I had to come back and, like, catch up on all the things that I hadn't done. And then Friday, I had pretty much an all-day event. And today was actually the day where I was like, okay, I'm going to go walk my dogs. And, you know, I had this whole agenda plan that because I hadn't really been home that I was going to, like, you know, get all my housework done. I was going to clean the yard, bathe my dog, and do all of these things. But I got home. I was like, God damn, I'm tired. You know, I'm so tired. And I just put on something on um, on Netflix and I was in the back of my mind. I was like, you need to get up. You need to get up and you need to be productive. You need to get up and you need to do all of this. Right. Um, but then I really had to have a moment with myself and check in and be like, bitch, you know, 
you have gone back to back to back to back in the last 30 days, it's okay for you to rest. Mm -hmm. You know, it's okay for you to rest and it's okay for you to be okay. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Well, this has been such an illuminating and beautiful conversation. I feel like we really got into a lot of nuance about this notion of self-care and community care. And so I just want to thank you both, um, you know, Sizzle and Paolo for taking your time on your only day off this month. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> Honestly, yeah. This was not in my plan. <laughs> we are monsters. <laughs> wow. Self-care this too. Self-care. Oh, yes. We're dishing. We're decompressing. Mm-hmm. So where can folks find you? Where can they keep up with you? And do you have the next Cumbiaton scheduled that you can share? Yes. <laughs> um, so you can find me at... Um, on Instagram at sizzle007 and I post my mixes on SoundCloud at DJ Sizzle underscore 007 and you can also follow Cumbiaton at Cumbiaton underscore LA on Instagram or go to our webpage www.cumbiaton.org to find um, you know just our archives and our just stay up to date with the shows um, our next Cumbiaton is actually going to be in Seattle, October 26th. And our Cumbiaton, our last Cumbiaton of the year, um, is going to be December 21st. Um, location TBD. Um, so stay tuned and come on by. Okay, you can find me <laughs> <laughs> on Instagram uh, at Paolo J. Riveros. And my website, my photography website, it's palomalibre.com. Yes, book these people, y'all. Come to their parties, come to their events. We'll be there. We'll be there yeah. at the December and we'll one. Be there. We always go to the December <laughs> <Yes>. one. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in to the second episode of this Crooked mini series. Thank you so much to Paolo Riveros and Sizzle Fantastic of the Cumbiaton Collective. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. And we are the co-producers and co-hosts of Locatora Radio. If you'd like to tune in to Locatora Radio and follow our happenings, you can follow us on Instagram at Locatora underscore radio. You can also visit our website, locatoraradio.com. And tune in to Locatora Radio on Apple Podcasts, Audio Boom, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.